Good afternoon, good evening, good at today. If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? What's said If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I eat them anyway? Every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. And Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. And boy, do I feel fit right now. We're going to talk about a number of food stories, food facts. We're going to hear some food music, and crumbs will be a part of it. Let's just get started with a song about crumbs, sort of, metaphorically. Here is Laura Lee and Crumbs Off the Table. You've been doing 
the wonderful Laura Lee. That is Crumbs Off the Table. That is from a collection called The Best of Laura Lee on EMI Capital. From 1972 is the song. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and this is good news for everybody. You're going to have another opportunity to be blocked from driving on Main Street. Isn't that great? That'll be this Friday... There's going to be a special event in anticipation of the huge game, the Manchester United versus Liverpool FC soccer game at Michigan Stadium on Saturday. In advance of that, on Friday is going to be the ICC something festival. What's the ICC Street Festival? Yeah, that's it. It's going to feature Mayor Hawthorne, Michigander, Jive Colossus, Fubar, various DJs. It's going to be free, and it's going to be on Main Street downtown in Ann Arbor starting at 5 p.m. tomorrow. Important, though, about something you need to know about soccer is the whole the whole thing of spitting. This was brought to my attention by our very own Mars, WCBN's very own Mars. Now, this Saturday afternoon, you might want to stay away from Michigan Stadium unless you're going to the soccer game. And Now, the, the World Cup wasn't long ago, and apparently some of the players did this spitting thing. See, here it is from the New York Times that Mars hipped me to here. From the New York Times, that spitting thing at the World Cup, it's probably carb rinsing. Players take a swig, swish it around, and then spit it out. Why? Why? According to Jerry Longman of the Times, there's been research in endurance sports like cycling and running. It's that athletes can get a performance boost during intense bouts of exercise by rinsing their mouths with a carbohydrate solution, then spitting it out without swallowing. Scientists say, essentially, receptors in the mouth send signals to the pleasure and reward centers of the brain, suggesting that there is more energy on the way so the muscles can push a little harder and there's no reason to feel fatigued. You're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. There's no reason to feel fatigued. In the meantime... Some news on the butter sculpture at the Ohio State Fair from Columbus, Ohio, the Associated Press here. The butter sculpture at this year's Ohio State Fair display of, displays key elements from the 1983 film A Christmas Story, which was partly filmed in Cleveland. In addition to the traditional butter, cow, and calf, which we all need in our lives, the sculpture unveiled two days ago includes the character Ralphie in his bunny suit, the classic leg lamp, and a holiday tree decorated with lights. The scene showing the licking of the frozen flagpole is there, too, but this time the kid isn't the only one with his tongue stuck. This time, this time the butter calf took the triple dog dare, too. The American Dairy Association Mideast, Mideast says sculptors spent more than 400 hours creating the refrigerated display out of more than a ton of butter. I'm glad it's refrigerated. That would not be pretty otherwise. I don't know if it's so pretty right now, but nonetheless, that is at the Ohio State Fair this year. And where you have a ton of butter, you might need about 7 million loaves of bread. Like this. Or something.
That's The New Beats and Bread and Butter from 1964. It's 20 minutes to 7. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. Coming up at 7 is Arwolf and Face the Music, and he's going to have a special guest. Alex Belhaj will be in the house. Alex Belhaj, former WCBNer, musician. He's going to be in the house, and they're going to be spinning discs together on their fingers, over their heads, and on turntables as well. Maybe some CD discs, compact CD discs as well. Here's some news. This is something I've been wanting to share with you. Archaeologists have found the earliest evidence of bread, according to Nicola Davis of The Guardian. Tiny specks of bread were found in fireplaces used by hunter-gatherers 14,000 years ago. This predates agriculture by thousands of years. They were discovered by archaeologists at a site in the Black Desert in northeast Jordan. The hunter-gatherers were known as Natufians, and they foraged for wild grains. Among the remains of these fireplaces, the team unearthed small, round tubers of a wetland plant known as club rush. They also found traces of legumes and plants belonging to the cabbage family. They found wild cereals, including some ground wheat and barley, and some booberry, maybe. But they also found 642 small charred lumps a few millimeters in size. The team say the crumbs appear most likely to be from a sort of unleavened bread. The research suggests that farming in this region emerged within a pre-established culture of grinding and baking. The team have yet to recreate the recipe, but Dr. Tobias Richter says they've tried bread made with club rush tubers, offering a clue as to how the ancient bread might have tasted. Richter said it tastes a little bit salty, so it's probably not to our particular tastes in the present. Earliest evidence of bread discovered made by hunter-gatherers 14,000 years ago. That's in The Guardian, and if you look that up in The Guardian under Nicola Davis, you can find the whole article. Meanwhile, perhaps even more important, archaeologically speaking and bread-wise, the first known studio recording of David Bowie is set for auction after being found in an old bread basket. This, too, is more than 14,000 years old, or from 1963. The 1963 demo tape was rejected by Decca. It features a 16-year-old Bowie, then known as David Jones, singing I Never Dreamed with his first band, The Conrads, spelled with a K. The tape is expected to fetch 10,000 pounds. It's being sold by the drummers, by the band's drummer, David Hadfield, who uncovered it in his loft, in an old breadbasket. Bowie was the Conrad's saxophonist, but it was decided that he should sing lead vocals for the tape. This is from the BBC. As we know, I can add that David Bowie went on to be bigger than a breadbasket. So, in, in celebration of that, let's listen to some Jimmy Cliff. Makes sense to me. This is Jimmy Cliff. This is Children's Bread. They took the children's bread to the dogs they took the children's bread and give it to the dogs they took the children's bread and give it to the dogs making so many people 
keep life so hard. You see, while those cats get fat, in came all the rats, stole away the cheese, doing as they please. Jack spread at all the fat, his wife at all the lean, and so betwixt them both, you see, they lick the platter clean, and so they took the children's bread and give it to the dogs. They took the children's bread, give it to the dogs. They took the children's bread and give it to the dogs. Making so many people laugh so hard. We're singing. Time has come for us to right the wrong Because they took the children's bread uh, uh, Give it to the dogs They took the children's bread And give it to the dogs They took the children's bread uh, uh, Give it to the dogs Making so many people life so hard We're singing Thank you, thank you, Mr. Jimmy Cliff. That's from a 
2013 CD called the KCRW Session, recorded at that station. That is Children's Bread. This station, however, is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. It's also WCBN.org, where we have a website called WCBN.org, with a listing of the songs I've played so far, a bunch of songs we've been playing for hours and days. It's all there on our playlist. You can also see what shows are on the air, and you could find out about events and concerts. We have listings for all of the above there. Now, as for bread, we've been talking about bread for half an hour, but we've really been talking about bread since at least the 13th century. Well, I haven't, but you know. According to the Online Etymology Dictionary, the Old English word for bread was chlaf, which Microsoft Word, of course, tried to correct to half, Cut it out, Bill. But yes, it was Hlaf, H-L-A-F. But by about the year 1200, it was pretty much completely replaced by the word bread. As for Hlaf, you can imagine how it might have influenced the word loaf, Hlaf, loaf, loaf. As for the meaning, chopped meat shaped like a bread loaf, as in meatloaf, that is attested from the year 1787, according to the Online Etymology Dictionary. But I digress every chance I get. Speaking of which... Speaking of which, crawfish seized. This is a headline here. We're going to take a break from the bread and break some bread. Something like that. According to the Detroit News, some 2,000 pounds of live red swamp crawfish, which is illegal in Michigan, were seized at the border near Sarnia, Ontario, two weeks ago. Wildlife officials call it the largest aquatic invasive species seizure by the Michigan Department of Natural Resources. A commercial hauler was carrying illegal crawfish, which are reputed to burrow and create shoreline erosion, compete with native crayfish. Now, they just said crawfish all along, and they suddenly said crayfish. Hmm. And also, they take up space in the habitats of native species. Red swamp crawfish, according to a statement from the DNR, are the most widespread invasive crawfish in the world. Or crayfish. Customs and U.S. Fish and Wildlife officials flagged the hauler. DNR officials stopped it and found 55 bags of live crawfish. The crawfish were then taken to a lab at MSU, frozen and incinerated, said one observer. Yoikes! No, I just added that. But Wikipedia says crayfish are also known as crawfish. They're known as delish. No, I added that one too. Crawdads, crawl dads, Crawl dads, freshwater lobsters, mountain lobsters, these are all names for the same thing, mud bugs, or yabbies. They're all the same thing. The study of crayfish is called astecology. Astecology. I have it on good authority, by the way, that the craw, cray, cray, cray dad fish were going to an illegal party with an illegal still where this illegal song was going to be played. It went a little something like this.
There it is, yeah. That is Bo Diddley and doing the crawdaddy. All the invasive crayfish are doing the crawdaddy. And the invasive crawfish and the invasive... Wait, let me get this list of those names again. All the invasive... Wait, where do they... All the invasive crawfish, crayfish, crawdads, crawdads, freshwater lobsters, mountain lobsters, mudbugs, and yabbies are all doing the crawdaddy. That's from Bo Diddley's album, Bo Diddley is a Gunslinger, from 1960. Five minutes to seven. Face the music's coming up. You better not miss that. I'm, trust me on this. This is this is going to be good. A few more food items here. A food more. A food more noob noob things. The World Snail Racing Championships just happened. They just happened on July 21st, as you probably already knew. The 2018 championships, according to SnailRacing.net, which I frequent were held this year, and this year's winner is a snail called Hosta, named after the green plant. It was owned by Joe Waterford from Grimston near Kings Lynn in Norfolk County, UK. Hosta covered the 13-inch course in 3 minutes and 10 seconds. Joe says, He spent all summer eating my hostas. I told him if they didn't win, I'd squash him. That's incentive there. 190 snails battled it out this year, and there were 11 snails in the final. I'm sorry I missed this. I'd like to see the video sped up a little bit, or maybe slow motion instant replay play if I have an hour or so. Okay, this is Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Thank you for being you. I'm glad you are. It's WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Face the Music is next. Shimmy Shimmy Coco Bop is at 8. Keep on listening to WCBN. Never stop doing that. Check us out at WCBN.org, too. Now, a final tune from those glorious purveyors of wordless food songs, the greatest of all. Here are Booker T and the MGs, another song about bread. This is Jelly Bread, and it goes like this.
was an Englishman, the Earl of Sandwich, who invented the portable meal of two slices of bread put together with a rich, flavorful filling. But we Americans popularized the handy sandwich. And today, more Americans are carrying sandwiches than ever before in history. The fillings for good sandwiches are quite a problem these days. So I want to tell you how to make the ration points you spend for fillings do double duty. Use WCBN cheese spreads. With these cheese treats, you spread in rich, moist goodness and tantalizing flavor at one and the same time. Take, for example, the four WCBN creamy kinds, pimento and olive pimento spreads, the zestful roca, and WCBN relish spread with the chopped pickles all through it. These rich-tasting, flavorful spreads take just two ration points a glass, and any one is all the filling you need for a swell sandwich. Look for them at the food store tomorrow. You better stock up both for lunchbox sandwiches and the wonderful holiday snacks you make in a hurry with WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Good evening. It's time to face the music. My name's Arwolf, and I've got my friend Alex Belhaj visiting up from the Crescent City, and we would like to listen with you to an extended jam with Eddie Condon and his band. This record was made in 1954. Let's do it.